Hi, welcome to Social Capital by SocialAm.co. On our show, we'll feature the personal stories and business journeys of mission-driven founders from our SocialAm.co community. Now, these are founders and leaders who are committed to growing social and environmentally focused companies aimed at solving core issues and challenges in our communities. As a listener, you will have the luxury of using these stories these perspectives, tips, and industry knowledge of your peers as a business growth resource for your projects and mission. I'm Emmanuel, your host today, and I welcome you on our show. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us again. Um, we're about to interview a founder who's uh, who's amazing. She's a former uh, political candidate, and now she's a social entrepreneur, tackling one of the biggest issues right that we have on this planet right now. So, uh, looking forward to get into it. Uh, Vanessa Pierre uh, is with us, and uh, let's uh, dig right into it. Hey, Vanessa. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I really appreciate you making some time out of your day. I know in Miami, there's so much to do. So uh, taking some time out is definitely appreciated. Oh, definitely. Um, I am excited. I know when you told me about this, um, I really was excited. I was geek. So um, <laughs> I'm ready to to talk and, 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 and give the people what they want and just, you know, just start uh, explaining, uh, what we do best. For sure. You know, and, uh, I think one of the, uh, most exciting things is that, you know, as you know, we're all about, uh, collaboration and social capital and, you know, really maximizing, uh, the, the, uh, just each other's experiences and expertise and just the fact that we can help contribute to, to each other's growth. Right. And, and I've been, um, I've been watching you and the stuff that you've been doing uh, in your journey. And I know, uh, right, some of the people who who are listening to this, they've probably already uh, read a little bit about you in the in in, in our article. And they're familiar with uh, with what you do. Uh, right. Before I get right into it, uh, you might share a little bit about what you do and uh, really what got you excited about doing it. Right. Just to get started in the, in the beginning. And then, and then we'll dive a little bit more into that. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm Vanessa Pierre, and I am the founder and owner of Eco Renew Solutions. So Eco Renew Solutions is a waste management company that's focused on curbing pollution crisis, right? Mm-hmm. By, focusing, um, by focusing its efforts on recycling through, um, through land and sea sweeps. And, and what does that mean? So we recycle, but we get that we get all those resources, we get all the plastic, we get all the recyclables from cleaning the streets and um, diverting it away from 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 the sea. So mm-hmm. um, we look at plastic as gold. We look at aluminum, we look at glass, all recyclables, we consider that gold to us at Eco Renew Solutions. 
So mm-hmm. knowing that there is gold laying on the streets um, of a developing nation, because we started off in Haiti. So knowing that there's mm-hmm. gold laying on the on the streets of a developing nation that's not being utilized um, to empower its people, it, it, it really pushes me to to want to work harder to making recycling a global trend, a global movement, so that everyone knows, like, hey, you have <laughs> you have a, you have valuable resources laying here on the floor. Um, why don't we use this as a way to curb poverty, as a way to boost the local economy? So um, that's what Eco Renew Solutions is. I love how you put that. You know, I said I, I've always told you like that. That that that's what got me right. Hearing turning garbage into gold and turning plastic into that. It's like it's like having underutilized talent or mm-hmm. stuff that you haven't used at all. <laughs> uh, but that's. That's interesting. So what are all of the different ways that you all use, uh, um, you know, use the the uh, the uh, the plastic or the waste that that you're able to collect? Are you also educating people uh, along the way? And and can you talk about that a little bit more? How you're empowering the people and 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 maybe some specifics, right? That some use cases that most people may not be familiar with? So um, education is a big component of what we do at Eco Renew Solutions because before people can even bring in their recyclables, you have to you have to educate them on what we do mm-hmm. and why it's important. So education is the first piece of it because when you tell people, you have to educate people first of all on how they can make money, on why recyclables are valuable, right? So that first mm-hmm. step is educating them. Hey, plastic is worth X amount of dollars, X amount of cents. If you bring in X amount of pounds, we can pay you for 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 your for your recyclables, right? So that education piece is vital. It's it's the heartbeat of the entire um of the entire operation because we have to let mm-hmm. people know first what we do and why it's valuable to them and why they need us. Right. So um, after that, so after we get the um, after we get the recyclables, we we help in the process. We, we help in the process of them of, of their next life. Right. So uh-huh. a lot of the times people just drink a bottle of water or drink a, a glass of beer. Like when it comes to that. The, yeah. It, do we consider it a glass of beer? I mean, it is glass, but um, <laughs> a, a bottle of beer. Right. I know we say glass right. of wine, but yes, yeah, so after we drink beer or you drink water, you just dispose of the bottle in the regular trash can. You're like, ah, whatever. But not mm-hmm. knowing that. Um, those items are are so valuable. So so after we educate those people and then we help them out economically, right? Because um, so I'm gonna speak in terms of of of, of the the landscape of Haiti because that's where we started our first operation, which which mm-hmm. which is in Haiti. So the problem is threefold, right? There's a pollution crisis that's endangering marine and land life. There's a 13% um, of Haiti's population that's unemployed, and they depend on money remittances, which is 30% of the country's GDP. And then with the pla- with the pollution crisis um, in the waterways, um, it creates contamination, which exposes the community to diseases, right? So we have three big problems right here that Eco Renew Solutions is tackling. And how do we tackle those problems by just by collecting waste is by like, so we construct a waste management infrastructure that focuses on the recycling that will conduct those daily land and sea sweeps. 
So that first problem of, of the pollution crisis, we are fixing that problem by cleaning up the cleaning up the streets and cleaning up the, the waste from the water. That second um, problem of the 13% unemployment, we are providing dignified and ethical um, employment opportunities when people are able to collect and bring it to us and we pay them on the spot, right? Now they no longer have to depend on money remittances from family overseas because I mean, we have bills over here too. So it's not just like, okay, I need money and then we send it over because money grows on trees. We know that's not the case. So it alleviates the the dependency on uh, money transfers, right? And the last um, problem that we that we just learned about, which is the the clogging of waterways, which brings upon um, diseases um, that we saw, like um, that the UN brought in um, in Haiti a few uh-huh. few years ago with the uh, cholera. So when we have less marine and land pollution, public health improves as the exposure to diseases um, are decreased. Right. So you don't have sitting water that's dirty. You don't have mosquitoes because, we know, mosquitoes are the ones that, you know, that 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 transmit or when people are 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 just using the water for what it's not intended for. It's a threefold problem with a threefold Uh solution. So when we have um, when we have the pollution crisis, we have unemployment and we have um, public health concerns because of sitting water, contaminated water. All of this can be. I won't say it'd be 100% eradicated, but with the with the help of a better waste management infrastructure, this is definitely right. a way to help all these problems. Man, that's amazing, and 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 you know, uh, it, it, I really commend you for what you're doing because I know that this uh, this is so important. Uh, you know, for someone like me, I you know these 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 are problems that I've witnessed and experienced firsthand. You know, I was born and raised in Haiti. Uh, and you know, I remember I, I can remember like yesterday, right? Walking to school, right, and and uh, walking through, uh, you know, the corridors and streets. There were, you know, you you could see the uh, trash, and then you could really understand the uh, struggle and, and 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 what it takes. And when you talk about empowering people economically, you know, every little bit helps. And I think that's that's it's a big deal for the fact that you're able to contribute and one of the things that we talk about is that how uh all of us have superpowers and just being able to contribute from your point of view based on your expertise right could be your superpowers just contributing to to some of those critical issues so uh you know how are you able to do that what what made you start in terms of uh contributing what is it what did it take for you to get started and you know how did you go about that but i started mm-hmm. off um with eco renew solutions in 2017 so I, I went back to haiti after like not being there not going back there forever went there i went there two times that year i went there in july and then again in november so on one of those trips i'm um i'm in the car driving up uh to go to fort jacks and then like it's just like this stench that hit me and i'm just like you know i'm just like what is this whatever acting like that <laughs> and um like i see like the mashans they're on the street they're selling the, the the vegetables the meats the fruits on the street like there's trash near them they literally just like push it over and just put like and they're just selling and i'm just like are they allowed to do that but then i right. had to kind of check myself like okay vanessa you're not in america you know 
because I, I, I had to remove that Christopher Columbus, you know, colonizer mentality from, you know, like just the whole privilege thing. I'm like, right. isn't there a health inspector here? You know, do I have to take all that? I just have to take all that out my head. <laughs> and um, and I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of trash. That's a lot of like, like, why don't they just throw it away? So as a disclaimer, I just want to say that, like, I was never interested in environmental anything didn't care about environmental issues, didn't care about climate change, didn't matter about go green, didn't care about <laughs> it, didn't know about it, right? So that's before right. this. But um, so I went, I like when I left for Jack Best Day, um, I went, I went back um, to where I was staying, and with the power of an iPhone and a good data connections, um, and a good data and a good data connection, <laughs> listen, if you got an iPhone, you can do whatever. I, right. tell you, I don't know about team Android. I don't know about y'all, but listen, you got an iPhone and a good data connection. Shout out to Verizon, free promo. But like, listen, <laughs> there's nothing you can't do. So I literally was like, you know, just Googling every and anything. Um, you know, that rabbit hole of like, when you Google one thing, you end up like 10 years later on some other right. on some other subjects. So I just kept like Googling, like what happens when we throw trash away? What I was just like, Googling random things and I was reading a lot of articles and then I found out that, so this was like um, November 2017. Mm-hmm. So then I found out that um, all of the majority of the world's trash gets exported to China. And wow. I was like, wait, they sell our trash to China when they pick it up in front of our house? Yes. So this is November 2017. And then I read another article and they're like, oh, but China just implemented this national sword program where they are ceasing the importation of the world's trash because people were getting reckless with it. They were sending dirty diapers. Like they were just being reckless. <laughs> with it, right? Instead of sending the plastic bottles, they just like, whatever, we're just gonna, we're sending old dirty couches type, you know, type of stuff. So right. China stopped doing that, but there were other markets that were still accepting um, the world's waste. And I mean, from that one Google search, I'm here today to tell you that, baby, recycling is the wave. Okay, like waste <laughs> management is the wave. Um, and when I say that I wasn't interested in it, it's not that I knew about it. I just I wasn't educated enough to even care about it. Right? I went right. to school. I studied for my bachelor's, master's, and doctoral in education. So that's what I was doing at the time. So it's not like I had any other interests like that. I was really, I was kind of like, okay, let me go to school. Let me do the the whole, you know, nine to five thing. Womp womp. Not that I was happy <laughs> where I was at, but you know, I was right. just like, well, what else is there to do? So right. when I researched this, I was like, this is, this is pretty clutch. Like you would say, this is right. clutch. Okay. And I'm just like, all right, like bet. Let me, let me, let me research more. And lo and behold, I'm a garbage lady with a wow. doctoral. In education, right. listen, <laughs> listen, man. Uh, I think th- that is so awesome, and I'm glad you said that, right? Because, like, this month and and uh, really uh, launching our clutch campaign, and as you all know, uh, we're we're launching our app uh, later this year, uh, which is all about uh, helping to elevate um, passion. Uh, mission-driven entrepreneurs that are that are really coming through, especially during this time, right, and making things happen in the face of the hard challenges, and and um, and which is which is our whole idea and and uh, and, and excitement behind uh, 
behind celebrating entrepreneurs that are coming through uh, in the clutch, right? And and so so let's uh, let's talk about that because I know uh, there may have been some challenges and it may not have been all all easy, right? It may it may not have been a smooth and easy road. And one of the ways that we we really identify our our, our clutch founders is you know are the founders are really um, getting up in the morning and. And uh, still having to show up, still having to make things happen through obstacles, right? And then helping their community save the day. And I think you're helping a, a lot of communities save the day by what you're doing. Can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe the, was there some challenges that really came your way, and then you know that you you really thought could could have really made this a lot harder than you thought it was? So let's see challenges that almost like derailed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole fact that I started an international business, a business mm-hmm. while I was living in Miami, the whole fact that I was living in Miami, starting a business in a developing nation, and the develop and and not only is this a developing nation, um, this is a, a nation that ranks on the lower like out of what is it, one hundred eighty nine or one hundred eighty six economies it's ranked like on the low 170s right of right. like the ease of doing business on the index of ease of doing business Haiti ranks on like if not the top 10 then it makes it, it made it in the top in in the top 20 of the economies that are most difficult to have businesses in right to, to start mm-hmm. businesses and run businesses in so I think that in itself um is a challenge because with me living here and um with me being here and having to like direct things overseas because i mean i do go to haiti and i am and and i'm actually um in transition to be in haiti um on a full-time schedule i think that in itself is the challenge because right. um, you can't really run a business successfully. I don't think so. I mean, unless you've like been grounded in it for like years and years and years, I think it's best to be, you know, on um, in it every day. You wake mm-hmm. up, you go to sleep, and it's and it's your first thing that you see, last thing right. that you see. So I think doing business while living somewhere else um, was definitely a challenge that could have derailed me. But mm-hmm. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can certainly understand that, especially. Right when you have the type of business where you, you almost have to be kind of boots on the ground, right, to to see the operations go, uh, you know, making sure that uh, things are running how you want how you want them to, and kind of uh, being being overseer, right, because you're you're not just a vision the visionary. You just have to make sure things are executed the right way. Yeah, I think that's a big one that you said, like making sure that things are executed the right way right Mm -hmm. so that's that's definitely important um and it's and and that's where having a good team a good executive team um Mm -hmm. a good second in command comes in because you can't do it all by yourself having a great team is like super important uh you know you you can't uh you can't go wrong with that um so when you so it you know speaking of uh showing up despite some of the challenges i know that must uh you know going through and, and setting up your business right in a foreign country well not foreign to you right uh but in, in a whole different country than 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 where you live that's that's definitely hard uh and and and, and like what uh 
what makes you get up every day? Because I know some of these challenges, they're tough and, and you may not, uh, you know, uh, do it justice in terms of uh, simply because you're, you're the type of person that, you know, I think, you know, would really shove things and shove things out of the way just because, you know, you're going to get it done anyways. Uh, I mean, what are what are some of the things that really make make you continue every day to to keep making this happen? Does it or is it easy that way? Um, I, I, I see that like I don't have a choice, you know, um, like I said, I went to school for education, been in the been teaching for some time and I, it just wasn't for me. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think we got to be honest with ourselves. Right. Because a lot of times I listen to people talk and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm working somewhere. I got my degrees and I'm just like. I feel like a lot of people are not being honest with themselves. Like I knew I was teaching and, and I didn't like it. Like I was a good teacher. Like I was a really good teacher, but I just feel like I was just too smart for that. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, what do you mean? You're too smart for that. It is what I said, what I said, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that like, I, I wasn't challenging myself. I was only uh-huh. pouring into a vase that was not pain. That was not, that was not pouring into me, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I, and I just can't live like that. Like, I just can't teach you every day. And who's teaching me? You know, like, that just doesn't make sense for me. And, and I don't think that I should stop learning just because I graduated college. Like, what's next for me? Like, w- when I finally started teaching, I was like, wait, so this is it? Like, this is how I start living this American dream? Like, just come to work every day, teach, pour out of my vase, tire myself, and then what? You know, right. so because I'm not challenged, like I, I just couldn't do it. So I, I to answer your question, I just feel like there was no other choice but to. And there's gonna continue to be no choice for me but to do this, but mm-hmm. to live life on my terms, but to but to push social impact, but to help employ a, a population of 13% um that are unemployed. Like I have no choice. Cause th- this right. is me. Like I I I'm making impact, meaning meaningful impact real change i'm not doing charity work which i definitely despise this is actually (laughs) creating economic empowerment for the masses it's amazing how just just when when you think you can contribute and then you just start acting on on just that act of contribution right and and it's amazing what you can create right and i think i think it, it, it it and that's something that almost everybody have at their disposal. Once you, you know, were just identifying something that you care about, all it took for you was just a trip somewhere. And then you saw an issue that, oh man, you know, this is something I could probably do something about. And, and, and you started doing it. Uh, you know, what would you say to, to, to um, anyone, whether they're an entre- entrepreneur or not, right? Because I, you, like you said, I think if I'm not mistaken, right, you you probably you wasn't thinking of, of starting a business when you went there. You just saw an opportunity to to contribute. What would you say to somebody, right, who who may because all of us may have different issues that we care about or different things that you know make us think, oh man, I, I would love to see this fix, or I would you know I wish someone would do some something about it. What well, what would you say to? Uh, any advice in terms of, you know, getting started, making sure that people can contribute without feeling like they're, they would need a huge undertaking to do so? To answer that, I think that uh, the first part that you mentioned, opportunity is all around us. Like there's not, 
there's not anywhere that I go that I don't try to look for an opportunity, right? I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. there goes a problem. Let me think of a solution. <laughs> there are, there, like, even because I'm a world traveler, so I'm always traveling and I'm just like, oh, well, like, I'm always peeping the scene just to see, like, what can I see myself contributing? Like, I am just a person that likes to contribute to solutions. I don't like to point out problems only. Because if I point out a right. problem, you better believe that I got a solution. So I, I most likely won't even point out a problem. I'm just pondering on it. But for people who want to actually do something, um, I would say start small. Start small and just research. Because without research, you don't really have any guiding points. You don't really have anything to go on. And um, if you see a problem or see something that you're like, you know what, this is a problem. Let me try to see, like, I, I, I want to help in this aspect. Um, I think before you try to get into the situation to, to try to Christopher Columbus it, you should look at people who are on the ground, look at people who are who are already working in that space to collaborate with them or to just see what the problems, just to see what the pain points are so that maybe you can provide um, some assistance. But definitely don't just go into the problem thinking that, oh, I got the answer, I can do this. You know, like mm-hmm. learn more about it and, 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 and connect with people who are already in the space so that you can find a solution to it. Mm, right, right. No, I think that's uh, that's amazing too, especially for people who feel like, you know, because sometimes people may feel like, you know what, maybe I can't go at this alone, alone and just don't do anything at all. <laughs> so I'm glad right, you pointed that out. <laughs> uh, because, you know, the collaboration piece is so important. Um, yeah, so thank you um, for pointing that out. So how, uh, how do you think people can support you? Uh, at this point right do you is this something that is just uh now your main business right majority of your business is in haiti uh are you doing business anywhere else uh, are there any other communities that could really uh rally behind you and support you in any way well definitely um you know i'm born born and raised in the county of dade so i am uh, <laughs> 205 till i die i'm the personification of miami but um i am actually planning on starting um a small hub here just to start recycling um so that we can so that we can start transacting with plastic so i don't want to give all my genius ideas away but right. um i definitely am uh, fine-tuning this, okay. this this operation that I have going on that I'm going to have in Miami. It'll be, um, it'll still be around, um, it'll still be around recyclables, but uh-huh. it'll definitely, um, it's definitely going to blow minds, of course, because, you know, I don't do anything small. <laughs> but um, just, j- just looking at the way that we transact with recyclables, that we transact right. with plastic and glass. So um, the way people can help is... Um, you know, monetary help is always, always the best help. But, um, <laughs> but aside from that, you know, just just people who are forward thinkers who feel like they like the idea of of, of reimagining what recyclables can do for us. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like collaboration and, and I, I really love um, relationship building. So, right. you know, that's, I think, the best form of help that um that I think that, there, that that there's out there because you know relationships last longer than money for sure for sure uh and and um it's important that you point point 
pointed that out. Uh, any potential partners, uh, you know, who may be listening uh, in case, um, you know, like, well, what would, let's say, you know how sometimes people uh, say, you know, if I, if I could put together my top five, you know, this is my top five. These are my top five teammates, you know, it, it, it doesn't really have to be uh, um, specific, but uh, if any, any dream partnerships that mm. uh, you may have thought of, um, even if it's, if it, if there aren't specific companies, but maybe some industries, but I can give you my big three. I, I can give you my LeBron, my Dwayne, and my Bosch. Okay. I can give you the financial, like, so the um, people in the financial sector, like the money remittances center, like uh, sector. Okay. So like Western Union, Unitransfer, Comtransfer, people that are in that, like the money transfer industry. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that would be my... Um, that would be my Wade. I think that would be my Wade or my LeBron. It'd be one of them. I don't um, know. Like Wade, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you're right. But we know that LeBron helped. I mean, Wade got the ring too, but you know, with, with the whole, you know, whatever. I'm not going to categorize it. I ain't, I'm not going to categorize it. I'm not putting them up against each other because they're best friends and we're not, we're not going to do competition. But we're not going to do that, right? <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Not right now. So, so definitely, somebody, definitely somebody that's working in that sector. Uh-huh. Um, someone that works in the um, someone that works in like the international uh, like the export business um, okay. an executive that works there and an executive that works for like a large waste management company I mean that's amazing and and one of the things that we all try to do is because uh, we think you know uh, <clears throat> collaboration is is really key to a lot of things that we can do especially amplifying uh, our missions our voices and, and our results. So, uh, you know, we're growing an amazing community of uh, creators, stakeholders that are always up to helping each other grow. So, and I think you'd be a great asset to anybody, right? That's looking to uh, not just expand their t- team, but also expand their business. So, so that's amazing. So I just want to cover a few more things before we wrap up. And uh, I know we talked about, uh, why why are you passionate about this and then we talked about uh you know the type of results that you want to see so let's say five years from now right what uh you know what would success look look like for you success to me in five years would look like eco renew solutions having a global footprint Mm -hmm. um being a powerhouse in the waste management and recycling industry um we'd have different we'd have several locations we would be um the go-to organization um success in five years looks like people transacting with recyclables differently mm-hmm. success in five years looks like looks like money like looks like where the money reside <laughs> <laughs> that's what success looks like to me um i mean if we've been honest you know <laughs> right right no for sure for sure because you know what a lot of misconceptions well I don't know if it's a misconception or not. It was, it certainly was for me, right? In terms of uh, a lot of people, because, you know, when we, when you're passionate about solving problems, when you're passionate about creating impact, we often don't think about, you know, uh, uh, generating profit and generating, uh, you know, X amount of money when it it takes money to solve a lot of these problems. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, know, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, like, even when I told you before, like, 
not even trying to be humble or like trying to be like, oh no, like no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say how it is because like we have to stop thinking money is evil first of all because money is not evil uh first of all because <laughs> my lights are on right now because of money which is a good thing right i have that privilege right but we right. have to we, we have to stop thinking oh my gosh like if i'm doing good i can't have money like no one wants to be broke while helping the world like that's not a goal of mine it's never been a goal of mine it better not ever be a goal of mine because that's just not the way <laughs> i move you know um Nobody wants to bust their chops and then have to go home and not even be able to pay their bills, you know? What good right. is it if Batman is saving the saving the world and he doesn't even have two pennies to rub his like to rub together, you know? So we have to like that's another way we have to decolonize our mind. It's like just because you're doing social work, you're doing social impact work, you're you're doing social good doesn't mean you got to be poor, you know? And right. like just the mission of Eco Renew Solutions like we help employ we are all about economic empowerment, financial like empowerment. Like no one should be living in the conditions that they're living in and all that could be resolved with money. So right. let's stop, you know, like, oh my gosh, she's all about money. It's not about that. It's just that, come on, people just deserve to live a dignified life. And what can help that? Money can help that, you know? Of course, there are other factors to it, right? But let's be real a lot of people aren't doing good because they don't have access to their finances you know like they're not right. they, they don't have a dignified way of getting an ethical job so people don't have to be embarrassed of what they do people don't have to be ashamed this is this is a, an opportunity to gain employment by cleaning the environment um they're not robbing they're not killing they're not stealing so it, right. it's 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 like you know let's decolonize our mind over over doing social impact work like it, it's 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 either this or charity and, right, and right. when you're begging for money doing charity waiting for these ngos to drop bags of rice in your country <laughs> to crush the economy which one do you think is better so i would much rather give help help people learn how to fish than than to them be at my doorstep every morning asking me for a red snapper for a red snapper you may have a green one today <laughs> <laughs> okay may have a green one right <laughs> no you certainly made some good points and 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 i agree you're right it takes money to solve problems and, and there's no shame in and 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 wanting to generate income right to to live a life that you deserve while you're solving okay, last time i last time i heard people used to work for free I heard it was about 400 years ago and it was, it was not by choice. Honey. So, uh, that was a tough day, right? The, so, you know, uh, tough, tough couple of years back then. So right. it ain't happening again. Not on my watch, at least. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> no, for sure. I, 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 uh, you know, I certainly, I certainly agree with you with that. And I think, uh, it makes sense. And I think, right. Some of the key takeaways for me, uh, <clears throat> right. With this conversation is definitely important to, to um, contribute right towards something that that you see that you could uh, uh, impact right you saw an opportunity to to uh, create change and 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 to create a business you saw a business opportunity that could be very impactful and and you you grab the bull by the horn like they say right and you made it happen so um, I think it's amazing. I really, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of break down uh, what you do, break down your business, and then also I think that is just proof that uh, 
other people can do it too. Um, so, um, are you, um, are you open for any of our community to maybe reach out to you, whether it's on social media or, uh, however, you know, you would like to be connected, uh, with? Yes, I definitely believe in, uh, so there's a great philosopher by the name of Yogadi and he, uh, <laughs> he wrote a, he, he, he wrote a thesis that's named, it goes down in the DM. So I definitely am open. The DMs are definitely open. Slide in the DMs if you want to connect. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to know more about what we're doing, if you want to provide resources, wink, wink to us. Hey. Um, <laughs> open up, you know, just 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 hit us up um, uh, on any of our social platforms. So we're on, we're on LinkedIn. You'll just search our name, Eco Renew, which is one word, Eco Renew Solutions on Twitter. It's eco underscore renew on Instagram. It's eco renew, which is together eco renew underscore solutions. And on Facebook, it is eco renew solutions, eco renew one word, and then solutions as another word. And, um, the website is www.ecorenewsolutions.com. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. No, thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. It was such a pleasure chatting with you uh, today. And I love how you coming up clutch for your community. You coming up clutch for yourself and the world at the same time. Like, man, like real, real life superheroes making it happen down here. Right. Without a cape. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Sure. Do you wear a cape sometimes? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So uh, that's amazing. Uh, and, and, you know, thank you again. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to catching up with you again sometime in the future. And I know things are going to continue to to um, to happen for you. So uh, really appreciate you joining us today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you for always keeping me in the loop. Can't wait for this to be published. Um, you know, I actually had this on my bucket list for this year. Well, on my goals, I was like, OK, I, I, I need to get um I need to get another interview, like just, you know, just personal goals that I want, that I wanted. Uh-huh. So you helped me uh, scratch something off of my, uh, off of my 2021 goals list. So um, smashing goals. Thank you because of you. Hey, we snatching goals. We're snatching goals. We got the bucket. Listen, we snatching plastic bottles, glass bottles, yep. and goals. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Nick on the list is, is, is just to, is just to get to where the money resides. And listen, 2020 will be, listen. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love it. So definitely looking for uh, forward to future collaborations and and to continue watching you rise. Thank you again. We'll definitely catch up again. Um, So looking forward to this. We're gonna mix this up real nice, and uh, I'm looking forward to our uh, uh, to our feature uh, later this month. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. You are truly the reason why we do this. No, for real, you are. Whether you are a brand new entrepreneur, a seasoned vet, a community leader and stakeholder, or maybe you're just someone who loves to witness and support other people who are doing cool stuff that's impacting the lives of other people and their community. We truly do this for you. So let's stay connected. You can join our community online at www.socialaim.co. And let's help each other grow. Have a great day.